Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley. And we are the Theme Parkettes. Find out more about us, our store, Ashley's travel planning services, and more at MainStreetInspirations.com. This is part two of our discussion of all of the Walt Disney World resorts. Yeah, I mean, there was just so much to talk about that we had to split this into two episodes. So let's jump right back in. All right, time to talk about the deluxe resorts. And there's so many of them. Oh, my goodness. Right. Okay. So let's see so- if I have all of them right. We have Animal <laughs> Kingdom Lodge, the mm-hmm. Beach Club, Boardwalk Inn, the Contemporary, the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, Wilderness Resort, and the Yacht Club. And coming soon, we also in that category will be the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Resort, which we don't have any information on. <laughs> And uh, Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge, which I think is opening in 2022, maybe. But those are both slated to be deluxe resorts. So So you'd compare the deluxe resorts to what? Like an upmarket chain, like like a Four Seasons or Sheridan or Hilton. Hilton. Okay. Yeah, Hyatt. I mean, I think, you know, they're beautiful. I mean, they're all beautiful. They're They're really spectacular. They're uh, each one has a different, obviously, a different theme, a different vibe to it, a different approach to it. They are the resorts that offer club level, which is Disney's concierge level. Uh, they all have table service restaurants, at least one, if not two. They are deluxe resorts, large in part to the amenities and the design of the rooms, the space, etc., but also because of their proximity to the theme parks, with the exception of Animal Kingdom. Lodge. The monorail resorts that you mentioned, Grand Floridian, Polynesian, Contemporary, are all on the monorail route for the Magic Kingdom, which makes getting to the Magic Kingdom super easy. So easy. You literally, and if you stay at the Contemporary, you're literally getting on the monorail inside the building. (laughs) So you don't even have to exit the building. Although you can also just walk across the street to the Magic Kingdom from the Contemporary. It's right there. there. Um, And you can also switch monorails to go to Epcot. And then for the Yacht Club, the Beach Club, and the Boardwalk Inn, you can walk to Epcot through the International Gateway entrance or to Hollywood Studios. That's so nice. Mm -hmm. It is nice. It's nice that you don't have to be in a bus. Oh, and I forgot Wilderness Lodge. Of course, Wilderness Lodge uh, has a boat. Yeah, boat transportation to the Magic Kingdom, the Contemporary, and Fort Wilderness. But it uses buses to get to the other destinations. So that is one of the reasons why um, they are considered deluxe resorts is that you are staying in the heart of the theme parks. And in the case of Animal Kingdom Lodge, you are staying on the backside of the safari from Animal Kingdom. If you have a Savannah view room, you can actually view the animals from your room. Amazing. You have your morning coffee, you sit out on your balcony and you just watch the giraffes walk by. No big deal. NBD. This is a giraffe. (laughs) No big deal. There's just the giraffes. It's just just a giraffe. Of all the deluxe resorts, it's a bus transportation. You can't really walk. Yeah, it's a bus transportation for anything, even to go to the Animal Kingdom. And the reason why is because of where it's located and uh, Disney's efforts in making sure that they're conserving a lot of the land and protecting it for the animals, for their safety and for um, you know, their comfort. So... It definitely does get some, you know, negative feedback in that regard that people don't like the fact that uh, they can't walk to a theme park, but they're paying a deluxe price or they can't view a theme park. Although I would argue that you're viewing the best part oh of my gosh, Animal really on the safari. I, mean, I, that's and amazing. I, I actually had somebody once say, well, I can't see the fireworks. I'm like, but you can see a giraffe. I feel I don't know. I feel like the giraffe part is a little 
little more cooler than the fireworks. You can see the fireworks sure. anywhere. Some of the rooms aren't great. The standard rooms, you know, you can have a not so great view. Although I think that that is pretty standard at any of the deluxe resorts. It's just a hotel and it is what it is. Um, and the rooms can be a little bit smaller. But it is a beautiful Animal Kingdom Lodge is a is a beautiful resort. Um, they have multiple on-site restaurants. Some of the rest, most of the restaurants have a African-focused menu. So there are some things like at Boma, which is the um, buffet-style restaurant. There are some things that might appeal to a less adventurous palate, but for the signature restaurants, the table service restaurants, you're looking at um, a very adventurous menu, and so that might not appeal to everybody. So, um, and because you are a bus ride away from other things, it takes a little bit of travel to go to Disney Springs or to one of the other theme parks. But again, Savannah View. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you've ever wanted to go on a safari, this is the resort for you. It's like you're visiting Africa. It's an, it's like another continent. You're so close to everything in terms of the animals. And speaking of which, they actually offer some tours. You have to pay for them. They are at a fee, but they offer some tours out of the resort that have um, – you know, some kind of backstage access to the safari side. They're in the evening, they're at, at sunset. And I think one of them even has, it's like a wine pairing with the tour, you know. Ooh, so there are, yeah. So, more. There, <laughs> so there are some, we'll have to do a whole episode on like special tours and things like that. But yes. um, there are some really cool aspects of staying there. The other thing is they have conservation cast members um, on site at all times. So when you leave the lodge and you walk out to the savannah, there are trails that, go around it so you can walk around and take better pictures of the animals and there are cast members out there who will actually answer your questions about the animals so um, you can ask them all sorts of questions about what you're looking at what the you know whatever it might be and they do their best to answer it let's talk about wilderness lodge wilderness lodge wilderness lodge is a beautiful it's one of the oldest and um, most beautiful properties on walt disney world resort property um it's well known for how beautiful it is at Christmas. Christmas is like the yeah, big put that tree. The tree. Yeah, I mean, they thing. all get trees for the record. They all get trees. <laughs> but the Wilderness Lodge, the Great Lodge, the main building has a gorgeous Christmas tree. It is one of the more affordable of the deluxes. So it tends to be very popular with, with folks who are upgrading out of their moderate status, but are not quite ready for the more expensive deluxes. And that's partially because, again, transportation you could take a boat to the Magic Kingdom, but the rest of the parks are a bus ride away. Beautiful theming, beautiful oh, so grounds. Beautiful. It's like Pacific Northwest, like a lodge. You know, it's called Wilderness Lodge, so you can imagine. But <laughs> I, I think it's one of the most like romantic, just beautifully stunning, especially in that lobby. That I mean, lobby I think is that amazing. that's just, just gorgeous in terms of of all of the the resorts for sure. Um, and the restaurants. There are some great restaurants, um, but then there is also Whispering Canyon, which is a funny name for a restaurant that gets folks that are quite rowdy. So the running joke at the Whispering Canyon Cafe is that the cast members like to play some fun, innocent pranks on diners. <laughs> and one of them, I won't give it away if you go there, but if you do go, I strongly encourage you to ask for ketchup. That's oh, all no. I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Tip. Ask hot tip, ketchup. ask for ketchup. It actually isn't that hot because people have been doing this for a very long time. So if you're even remotely familiar with Wilderness Lodge or you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. The other table service restaurant at Wilderness Lodge combines fine dining and character dining into one. 
Uh, it used to be just called Artist Point, and then recently in the past two years or so, it is now opened up to storybook dining at Artist Point, where you get to dine with Snow White, the Evil Queen, and a handful of the Seven Dwarfs. Not all of them, just a couple of them. And it is a really beautifully done character meal because you are essentially eating inside of like the enchanted forest um you know the decor is really beautiful uh the experience is people really seem to love the experience um you get to spend time with snow white and the seven dwarfs as they come around to the different tables and then as you leave you get a chance to interact with the evil queen just very like whimsical and charming um but also feels kind of romantic so it's like one of those character meals where you could have it with you know, if you're there on a romantic trip and not feel like you're surrounded by lots of kids, but it also is totally family friendly as well. Let's go to the Boardwalk Hotels, the Beach Club Boardwalk Yacht Club. I just want to say I have such fond memories of the Disney Boardwalk. I feel like it's one of the most underrated areas that people never talk about on their vacations. I used it when I was in college and I went to school in Orlando and I spent so much time on the boardwalk at date nights. They have great restaurants there. Like, did you go to Jelly Rolls all the time? Atlantic Dance Hall was where we went all the time. Oh, yeah. There, there, was, uh, we, there was always bands playing there and you could swing dance. And then for a while they had, uh, in its later years, they had a live band karaoke. And I just love it. And it's romantic and fun. And you just feel like you're just in a different time era you know with all the the boardwalk barkers out there like old school atlantic city i just love it anyway and i love the hotels on the boardwalk they are really beautiful so let's talk about the boardwalk first one of the best reasons to stay there is the short minute walk to epcot and the view depending on where you stay um you have views of epcot and hollywood studio so you can see the fireworks from there um you can also walk or take a boat to hollywood studio so that's really nice the theming is gorgeous. It is themed after uh, early 20th century Atlantic City. Nautical in a whimsical way, uh, bright and airy. Um, the pool, <laughs> the pool is very divisive. So people either love the pool or are terrified by it because the pool is, um, the water slide is a giant clown. Not for me. Not for you. Not yeah. for me. So you might... Although you do love it, you might not want to stay there because if you have a view, I just no. feel like that. Yeah. We know how you feel about clowns. Um, I, don't, I don't do clowns. <laughs> no, do clowns. So it's very divisive. People either like love the pool and think it's great and, you know, kitschy and fun and other people don't understand why a giant clown face is the pool slide at a deluxe resort. But it does go along with kind of that, um, you know, boardwalk, beach boardwalk feeling. And like you said, they have they have performers and Barkers and things like that out on the boardwalk every night. People who juggle, people who mime, people who um, do caricatures. There are a handful of restaurants, uh, an ice cream shop. There is a brewery. There's Atlantic Dance Hall. There's Jelly Rolls, which is the dueling piano bar. You know, so there's a lot to, there's a lot of stuff to do right outside your hotel room. That being said, if you are on one of the nicer rooms with a better view, like the balcony over the boardwalk, you also have to combat with the noise. So it's a trade-off. It's like the it's like the view you want to have, but then you sit out there on your balcony and you know, there's people downstairs on the boardwalk enjoying the boardwalk. So um it's definitely something to keep in mind. None of the restaurants are actually inside the resort. So you actually do have to walk out to the boardwalk to get to them. And they do have shared buses. Um, so sometimes that can mean 
longer trips. Um, and the, the boardwalk in is actually the way it's designed. It's actually really spread out. So the walk to your room can be very long. All right. So now that we talked about the boardwalk, should we talk about the yacht and beach club? Do it. Yacht and beach club are right next to each other. So they tend to be referred to collectively. Um, although when you stay there, you are either staying at, at the yacht club or at the beach club, very, uh, new England coastal beach feel. So like nautical colors, blues and whites and neutrals, coastal it's blue and white has, there's a, um, lighthouse out on the Marina. It's they're really beautiful. Again, five to 10 minute walk to Epcot, easy walk, or you take the boat to Hollywood studios. You can see the fireworks depending on your room. They have on-site childcare which is kind of nice. Uh, but again, buses are sometimes shared with other resorts and, and some rooms have a balcony that you can only stand on. So hmm. some rooms have like a balcony you can sit on. Other ones have that kind of Juliet balcony. Uh, multiple different types of room room types, especially club level. But the thing that people love about the Yacht and the Beach Club and why it's so popular is the pool. It has probably one of the best pools out of all the Disney resorts. Oh, for sure. Stormalong Bay is the name of the pool. It is shared between the two resorts. Uh, one side of the pool has a zero entry sand bottom to it. So it's perfect for little ones. And there's also a lazy river, yes. which is just awesome. <laughs> so if you're a big pool family, yeah, that's think like if you've been to Vegas, like Mandalay Bay, you know, and they're sort of beached type. But more child friendly. <laughs> but more child friendly. Yes, and I thought you were going to say people want to stay there because of my favorite place to visit that is always on the top of my list when I go to Disney, which is Beaches and Cream. That's also on the list. Which is maybe list. my favorite ice cream parlor in the on the planet. Not just in the world of Disney World, but in the world that is Earth. How many times have you had the kitchen sink? Only twice. For those of you who don't know, it's one of those things where they literally serve you an entire Sunday in a kitchen sink. And it's in like the 20 to $30 range for this. It's Sunday. enormous. It's every ice cream, every <laughs> topping. It's, it's massive. It's fun for pictures. It also melts really fast. So I think that's the thing that people don't think about when they order it is that, you know, not very long after you order it, it's going to, everything's going to melt together. <laughs> right. So at a certain point, like you don't want to eat it because all of your flavors and stuff have mixed together. But and it's, it's so good, but. cute, old timey ice cream parlor and the flavors are amazing. And they also serve regular food too, like diner food, burgers and yeah, now hot dogs, do. that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and if you can't get a reservation, which is practically impossible to do, there's also a walk-up counter. So you can walk up and get your ice cream outside as well. All right. Is it time to move on to the monorail resorts, as we call them? Yes. The monorail. 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 Let's start with the Poly. Polynesian Resort. I bet you can guess the theming <laughs> of the Polynesian Resort. Might be hard. I may guess it. Alaskan theme. Yes. Yeah, very cold. icebergs and... The Polynesian igloos. is on Bay Lake. It is has easy access to both Magic Kingdom and Epcot by monorail. You literally can... Um, you can walk out of the Grand Ceremonial House uh, right onto the monorail, or you can actually walk to the Transportation and Ticket Center and get on the Epcot monorail if you like. It's a very short walk. You can also take a boat over to the Magic Kingdom. So the transportation options are great. There is a luau dinner luau that you can sign up for. Um, you know, it has a beach, although we do not recommend you know, stay on the beach, not go in the water. A great pool, beautiful pool. It also has Trader Sam's, 
which we love. Trader Sam's. Which we love. Um, and is the only resort where you can get Dole Whip. Yes. If you're a Dole Whip person, that's a big thing. It is basically center, centered across from Magic Kingdom. So it has the best view of the Magic Kingdom fireworks out of all the resorts, unless you're staying at the top of the contemporary. And the fireworks music is piped in. So you can actually stand on the beach and watch the fireworks and hear the music, uh, which I just think is really nice. Yeah. Lots of restaurants to choose from, table service, counter service, etc. The rooms are pretty big, but with all of these amenities, the cost is high. For the other parks, they do tend to share buses sometimes with Grand Floridian, so it can mean longer rides. Um, and the resort itself can feel too spread out because the rooms are in different buildings there isn't like a, a natural flow to them um mm-hmm. so it can be very easy to get lost and the buildings all look alike so every time right. i've gone there be like i don't know where i am they have <laughs> signs so and they often they have, have cast signs. members yeah. telling you where to go even though it's polynesian themed i would say the yacht and beach club is more like relaxed you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and poly even though it's got that beach theming and you can sit out on the beach and watch the magic kingdom fireworks which is awesome like it's kind of hectic like it's it's kind of got a lot of people you know what i mean well so the poly is home to ohana which is one of the more popular restaurants on property and ohana is a character meal um served family style so it tends to attract a lot of families with young kids and because the restaurant is so popular there are a lot of people you know waiting for the reservation so the grand ceremonial house can actually feel very like you said, it feels very hectic and frenetic. There's a lot of energy in there um, because it's also a big open space. But they also have Kona Cafe, which makes Tonga toast. I feel like when we went there, we have like French press coffee. And oh, I mean, we had a great so breakfast there. <laughs> it was really mm-hmm. good. Um, so they have a couple of restaurant options. Yeah, the energy is de- it's busy. It's definitely a busy place. Lots of people moving in and out to get on the monorail. Lots of noise in the ceremonial house. It is a very cavernous space but also has one of the best gift shops on property if you are a person who is at all into hawaiian or polynesian culture if you like if you've been to hawaii and love it uh their their gift shop is awesome it's very authentic or as authentic as it can be so that's what i like whenever i go i go get my box of academia nuts also a busy deluxe resort the contemporary oh yes for sure the contemporary if you're like which one's the contemporary one it's the a-frame one that the yeah. monorail goes through <laughs> it's the one that doesn't look like it fits <laughs> no it's like what is this what is this doing here it kind of fits in tomorrowland i guess it kind of seems there's something futuristic about it's, it i mean yeah. it's an old school kind of place that's been there and it's got so much history in it and walking distance to the magic kingdom it's not <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's relaxing no uh, <laughs> it is it's like loud it, and it's gift loud. shop and arcade and people chef mickey's yes mm-hmm. chef mickey's brings brings in the kids it is definitely a loud dining experience but it also has um the wave which is a wonderful restaurant um a little bit more so good. upper class and dun, 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 the california grill yep Get your reservations. Yes. <laughs> uh, it is towards the top of the building. It has a view of the Magic Kingdom fireworks. They do pipe in the music and lower the lights. Um, it is a really wonderful. It's The food is amazing. Um, it's a really wonderful dining experience, but it also is one of the most popular. Hot tip if you can't get a reservation. You can go sit at the bar, you can go to the lounge, get a drink up there, and watch the fireworks up there. As long as they have space. 
they will hold you down yeah they will hold you down on the check-in level uh if they don't have space up there but if there's space up there you can absolutely go and sit at the bar yeah they have an outdoor balcony that you can watch the fireworks too so you can actually leave the restaurant and go outside to watch the fireworks and listen to them i mean it's definitely great it's definitely a great hotel if you're planning on spending a lot of time at the magic kingdom if you're a night owl maybe your kids are a little bit older i would say it's really good for families who are okay with their older children kind of doing their own thing yeah and i say that about the yacht and the beach club and the boardwalk too because the because the theme parks are so easy to get to it almost feels it's a little more like comforting knowing you know if you have teenagers who just want to like go to magic kingdom by themselves they can walk across the street you know versus you know worrying about putting them on a bus or some other transportation you know that's kind of a a a really nice pro um it does tend to feel sterile to a lot of people the pool doesn't really have anything special to it um you know the theming is is contemporary so it's almost like a non-theme in a lot of ways and like i said if you have a room facing the lobby facing that central building it's gonna be noisy yeah like a children's cry from the bottom raises right up on the acoustics right past the mary blair mural and right up to your room or if you're on the other side you've got the monorail underneath you and it's just whooshing you know in and out so there is um you know so there is a con um but it does have some beautiful views of the lakes depending on which side you're on yeah um you know again like you said you can walk over to Magic Kingdom. It's also a convention hotel. Fun fact. Here's another fun fact, Jessica. Ooh, Did you me. know that Richard Nixon gave his uh, I'm not a crook speech in the America's Ballroom at the Contemporary Resort? I did know that because I went to a fraternity dance <laughs> in that say, ballroom. Because you went to Richard Nixon's <laughs> I'm Not a Crook speech? Ashley, I'm not that much older than you. My gosh. No, Ashley, I was I mean, not I had, there. I had to. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's all right. I called you a millennial earlier. So. That's true. I'm not that's, that much right. younger than that. you, Jessica. <laughs> All right. So, yes, I did know that because I went to a fraternity function there and they told us that on the bus in to <laughs> that like a weird function. thing to think about. But um, it definitely has some of that history. Um, so it is, again, a convention hotel, um, but it does not have a lot of people staying at that hotel for the convention. So you may see a lot of people coming and going for their convention activities, um, but you don't have a lot of people actually staying there that are participating in the convention. They're usually somewhere else. And now finally, we've come to the last resort. But definitely and not the one, least. Defi- oh, no, probably no. the most. I'm going to go most. with it's the most. This is the one that if money's no object, this is where I'm, I'm staying every single time. This is where I'm living. <laughs> and it's the Grand Floridian. Oh, resort and spa upscale gilded designs pools the tea room oh i mean this is but it is it is not the con is price as yes. we like to say the con is price yes oh my gosh the wedding pavilion expensive. if mm-hmm. you could get married have your honeymoon here i mean that's what this is this type of resort is so the grand floridian is disney's flagship resort the creme de la creme like this is where Disney, if if any of the resorts is going to be the best stay you're ever going to have, the Grand Floridian is supposed to be it. It is architecturally one of the most beautiful resorts. Um, it is actually designed after the Hotel Del Coronado, Coronado, uh, California, outside of San Diego. So if you've ever been there, 
you will recognize the white building with the red shingles at the top and the, a lot of turrets. It's a big, big thing back then. Turrets. Everybody loved turrets. Um, but it is also, uh, it's a very large resort given how uh, pricey it can be to stay there. There's multiple buildings, uh, multiple different room types, garden view, lagoon view, club level, etc. The rooms are really large. Uh, the furniture is like the only way I can say it is it's luxurious the mm -hmm. the detail in the rooms you know the countertops of the bathrooms everything just feels really nice yeah deluxe it yes and it's just done very well I used to so I this is a moment of transparency with our listeners I used to 100% judge people who stayed there in my head I was like why would you spend all that money on a room that you're barely in like you're just showering and sleeping there. What is the big deal? And then I was very, very lucky that a couple of years ago, <laughs> I got to spend a couple of nights there on a trip. And I woke up every morning and put on my Mickey Mouse sweatshirt and made a cup of coffee and sat on the balcony and watched the monorail go by. And I was like, this is why. <laughs> yeah. This is why you do this. Also, the level of service is just amazing. The cast members there are fantastic. The pools are awesome. The restaurants, the restaurants, multiple restaurants, including a triple A four diamond restaurant, the only one on property, Victorian Alberts. If you want an exceptional culinary experience at Disney, Victorian Alberts is, is it. Just know that you really have to make a reservation and there is a dress code. But that being said, that is like the peak dining experience. I have done it. We'll have to talk about it sometime. <gasps> You've done it? Of course I've done it. What? I'm so jealous. You get this menu. When you make the reservation, they ask for your names and why you're there. And they print out a menu for you that you can take home, which is pretty amazing. That has your names embossed. And if it's like an anniversary mm. or something, it has that in it too. And then it's called Victoria and Alberts and you get a Victoria and an Albert to wait on you. What? And that's amazing. We actually did it with the full wine pairing. So we did the full experience. I'll never forget it. They were able to adjust for allergies very similar to Napa Rose at Disneyland and wow it was an unbelievable experience but to be discussed in another episode in its entirety. So outside of having Victoria and Albert's which is amazing there are a handful of other table service restaurants that you can choose from. There's Citricos which is upstairs inside the main building um, and Honestly, I've eaten at Citrico's a couple times. I thought the food was fantastic, and I feel like it's one of the, like, a best-kept secret. Like, people don't seem to really know much about it, but the food is fantastic. Um, they, you know, the the windows are gorgeous. Um, you can see it has an open kitchen, so you can see into it. And it's probably one of the easiest dining reservations to get because people don't seem to know about it. Like I've even gotten dining reservations the day of. Um, so it's been, it's a pretty fantastic place to go. It's especially great if you are really into kind of the Mediterranean style food. Um, I've eaten there a handful of times and I've never had a bad meal. There is also Narcoosie's. So Narcoosie's is actually on the waterfront. It's a octagonal, octagonal building, right? Octagonal? Octagonal? <laughs> I don't know. Oct 
It's an octagon. Sure. It's got eight sides. It has eight sides. (laughs) Um, And it's at the edge of the Seven Seas Lagoon. So if you're ever on the monorail going from the Transportation and Ticket Center over to Magic Kingdom, you can see it kind of jutting out in front of the Grand Floridian. And it's upskill casual. I wouldn't say it's not nearly as dressy as Victorian Albert's is. Like, there's no dress code, but it definitely is a little bit of an upscale restaurant. And I'm 99% sure it is one of the few, if not the only place where you can get fresh steamed lobster. As Jessica and I are well aware, it is very hard to find great steamed lobster outside of the great region that is New England. So if that is something you're into, uh, Narcoosie's is the place to go. If you time your dinner reservation just right around like eight o'clock or so, you can actually see the fireworks and the electrical water pageant from the restaurant, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yes. So maybe we'll have to go there so you can see the electrical water pageant. (laughs) That's where I want to view it from. (laughs) I mean, of all the bad, that's not a bad place to view it from. There is also 1900 Park Fair. So this is character dining. Uh, There is the supercalifragilistic breakfast and Cinderella's happily ever after dinner. I've done the happily ever after dinner and I thought it was a lot of fun. It is a buffet style character breakfast. They definitely like to bring you in, go through the motions and kind of, you know, get you out. It's loud and it's bright. So it's great for kids, but it is certainly not a space that I would recommend if you're looking for a romantic night uh, out. But it's a great character dining option if you want to meet some of those characters. And it's one of the few places that you can actually meet some of those characters um, on or outside of the parks, which is nice. There is the Grand Floridian Cafe, which is one of my personal favorites, although I hate saying that because I don't want anybody to take up all the advanced dining reservations. Yeah, we ate there before Mickey's Very Merry. The food is really great there. It's actually where I eat the night before my run Disney races, whatever I'm running. That's my like go-to spot. And it's pretty easy to get reservations there and they serve all three meals, which is really nice. There is also Gasparilla Island Grill, which is the Grand Floridian's version of a quick service. Uh, or counter service. It's very unique in that it's open 24 hours. Wow. Especially if you are like me and you leave the park at 1.30 in the morning and you are, find yourself suddenly hungry because you've just walked 14 miles across Magic Kingdom, uh, it's nice to be able to go and grab something to eat. The menu yeah, is limited. Rare. Yeah, it's rare. The menu is limited after 11 o'clock at night, so don't expect to get you know a ton of stuff, but they do have um, a good selection. You can also grab drinks and things like that, you know, in the middle of the night, which is just always nice to have that option. And then the newest piece to the Grand Floridian, which neither one of us have experienced yet, is the Enchanted Rose. No, but I've seen pictures. I know. The pictures look so nice. And that replaced Misner's Lounge, which was on the second floor of the main building. So it looks beautiful. Um, If it's anything like Misner's, it's a great spot for the adults in the group to grab a drink. It's usually where I send folks if they are planning to go to Citricos or Narcoosie's or to Victoria and Albert's and they're early for the reservation. They can go up there and grab a beverage and take in the view of the entire resort. So it's a nice option. So there's a lot of options. There's so many options. options. And that doesn't even count the pool bar and grill or the courtyard pool bar that each pool has. Um, They have like certain foods like burgers and beers and that kind of stuff. Besides the restaurants, the other things to note about the Grand Floridian is that it's walkable 
to get to the Polynesian, to get to the transportation ticket center, obviously. Yes, it's very easy to walk over. In fact, a lot of people will stay at one or the other and then walk to the other to go to dining reservations. It's it's actually a really nice walk, too, and it's not very long. It's maybe a mile. I might even be shorter than that. I don't think it's that long. Mm. But it's a beautiful walk, and you're walking right along the beach. You get to kind of experience the best of both resorts being that close to each other. As you mentioned, with the Polly from the beach at the Grand Floridian, you can also see the fireworks. Yes, you can. And they pipe in the music. Yes, they do. And it's awesome. It's a great spot if, you, if you're eating at the Grand and you want to be able to catch the fireworks, but you don't want to go back into the madness that is Magic Kingdom. It's a great option to watch it from out there. Also, the marina. Yeah, so this is a fun fact that not a lot of people know. There is a marina that has watercraft rentals. They're available for use. They have kayaks, sailboats, pedal boats, and sea racers. Um, And the prices vary, but you can rent. There's a booth that's near um, two of the buildings on the backside, kind of near Gasparilla Grill. And, uh, and you can rent them and take them out. I know people who've rented a boat and just taken it out for a couple hours and enjoyed the afternoon. It sounds like a lot of fun. It also, the Grand Floridian, full title is the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. So there is a census spa at the Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day spa. There is also a fitness center that's open 24 hours a day. And there are a handful of retail shops inside the Grand Floridian. So the Grand Floridian... To sum up, quite different from the all-star resorts. <laughs> Just a little bit. So hefty price tag on the <laughs> Grand Floridian. That's a but, valid descriptor. But you're getting a lot. So this is the most deluxe resort that Disney offers right now. And it's beautiful. You could probably make an entire trip just out of staying at the resort without even going to the parks. There are certain times a day where Cinderella comes out into the lobby and just dances with like the little princesses that are sitting in the lobby. So So, yeah, it's really cute. So it's a beautiful resort. Um, It is a very hefty price tag, but I now am a convert and I totally understand why (laughs) it's so expensive. And I no longer judge anybody who stays there because I get it. Yeah. No judgment. No judgment. Just jealousy. (laughs) Yeah. There's no judgment for any choice of any resort. Like they're all great. They all have their strengths. There's something for everybody, for every budget, size, trip, pretty much anything. Something for everyone. Absolutely. But I feel pretty good that we've covered most of these resorts and what they're all about. So now, Ashley, this is this is kind of a little fun. Put me on the spot. Q&A that I have concocted <laughs> since you are a travel consultant that specializes in Disney vacations. We are going to ask Ashley her opinion of what she would book for someone going on a certain type of vacation. So let's just oh run down a list. You can describe it or just say the answer or however you want to do it, Ashley. Okay. Well, let's... I feel like I should justify my answer. I feel like that would be. Okay. All right. I feel like people would want to know why I'm picking it. But okay. Right. Shoot. But before we get to that, let's just quickly mention why, if you're wondering in this list, why we did not mention the swan and dolphin. So the reason why we did not cover the swan and dolphin on this episode or the Disney Springs hotels, but we will in a future episode, is because the Swan and the Dolphin are actually not wholly operated by the Walt Disney Company. Um, They were built on Disney property as a joint venture. Uh, The land is owned by the Walt Disney Company, but the buildings themselves are leased by Disney to the 
uh, hotel operators. So um, they are part of the Disney collection of resorts. It's going to get confusing. <laughs> they're part of the Disney collection of resorts. Because of this, they're Disney branded and they have the same, you know, guests have the same access to benefits as you would if you stayed at All-Star Music. Um, but they are not wholly, entirely Disney resorts. Right. So you get the perks, the magic arrows, and things like that. You, you get the perks. Um, the locations are great, but there are some key things that I think we should talk about in a different episode when we talk about them um, because they are a little bit more, they're a little less Disney than the other okay. resorts we covered. Got it. Just wanted to make sure that we quickly went over that. Yeah, no, it's a it's good example. And now it's time. <laughs> da, da, da. We need more music. Da, da, da. Nope, don't ask Tom, Tom. for, stop. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, gosh. Sorry, Sorry, Tom. All right. So for your honeymoon, for your honeymoon or a romantic vacation with a significant other party of two here's my question is it on limited budget just give us like a couple options like <laughs> okay yeah. i was gonna say like if it's on a limited budget this is a lot easier so i would say don't stay in a value i would put for a romantic trip i would either put them in grand Destino tower at coronado springs port orleans french quarter or the grand floridian no explanation that's just no explanation is what it is. What about what about like a girls' trip? Ooh, a girls' trip, a bachelorette party, or just yeah. I I think space is what you want for a girls' trip. So I would definitely put you in a resort that has a, a suite option, or at least has larger rooms to it, um, and is walking distance to places where you're most likely going to be having lots of adult beverages and need an easy way home so i would say either the outer beach club or the boardwalk in larger rooms more space uh sometimes they have even uh two bedroom options um and then you can walk to epcot to the world showcase does that change if it's a brocation no i feel like it's the same thing <laughs> okay <good. laughs> just, just unless unless the brocation is very into being one with the wilderness in which case i would say I would say, let's put you out in the cabins um, and then you can go fishing and rent a boat and do all of that stuff. But if you are a little bit more like, I want to be in the wilderness, but I also want to be in my hunting lodge, then I would probably put you in a wilderness lodge. Yeah, I think that's great. What about a run Disney runcation? <gasps> run Disney runcation. Well, we already covered this on that episode. But um, if money is no object, I would say one of the monorail resorts because it's the easiest way for you to get to Epcot. So contemporary, I would actually probably put you in the contemporary because... The reality is you're going to want the shortest distance between you and the monorail, uh, mm. especially when you come back and walking could be a challenge. Uh, you want to make it as easy as possible. Also, you're just going to basically be sleeping in your room because you're going to be so tired from waking up at 2 a.m. to go run a marathon. So you don't really need the like super awesome theming. And you can celebrate your accomplishments by having a meal at the California Grill. Yumsters. Uh, what about, right, you're not going to be expecting this question. Oh, okay. What about if you're planning on going to parks outside of Disney? Oh, you probably want to stay at one of the resorts that's towards the outside of the resort. So I wouldn't put you at a monorail resort because they're so far into the resort. If you're going to be spending a lot of time at the theme parks off property, maybe you're going to do Kennedy Space Center, uh, Port Canaveral, Clearwater Beach. I actually would say probably Pop Century or Coronado or Caribbean Beach because Pop Century is toward, they're all 
uh, although Coronado and Caribbean Beach are kind of close to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. They're the closest to the outside of the resort, so it's less time for you to drive. You know, if you're going to Universal, you're probably taking an Uber, taking a rental car. Um, so it's a it you cut down your travel time substantially. Okay, you mentioned families with older kids who you, they might want to go off on their own. That being contemporary resort being a good option for them. What about families with babies, like really young children? Oh well, if if their their children are really young. I would say probably the contemporary or probably one of like the yacht or the beach club or the boardwalk. Again, because of the accessibility. You know, if you have if you have little ones, chances are you're gonna want to go back and take a nap in the middle of the day. So the least amount of resistance be- between you and that bed is probably what you want. So being able to walk to and from the theme park um, will help with a lot of that. And you don't have to worry about getting them on a bus because you have to pack your stroller and putting strollers on buses yeah. is not fun. Uh, how about a golf trip? What about people who are interested in golfing? If you are headed there for a golf trip, I would say probably the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian because they are right next to one of the, the golf resorts. So it's very easy to get to the golf. And in fact, depending on where your room is, you can actually see the golf, one of the golf clubs from your room. Um, so it makes it really easy to get out there and then to come back to your resort room after you're done. Um, I also think that, you know, golf trips tend to skew towards the older crowd and um, they would appreciate, you know, the kind of quiet splendor that comes with the Grand Floridian, um, that sort of upscale uh, feeling to it, um, I think really would resonate with that group. How about if you're going on a trip with multiple families? Like, what if you have four families going together? Do they want to share a wall or a door or a suite? Probably not. No, they all want their own rooms. Okay. In that case, I would say Port Orleans. Intimate enough that if they need to get to each other's rooms, you know, they're not too super far away. Um, everything's really close together. So, you know, they can go. Port Orleans, uh, the French Quarter. I would actually say either one. Oh, okay. I, I would not split them between the two. I would say either Riverside or French Quarter. From a pricing perspective, they usually tend to be on par with one another. But I think from a resort perspective, because they're so intimate and small, you know, if you have like multiple families, all the kids can go to the pool together and they're not that far away. Um, you know, you have kind of that intimate feel. So you don't feel like if you're if they're in a different room down the hall, it's not very far or if they're in a different building, it's not very far. But you also still have that sense of privacy to yourself is being able to be like, need a break. I'm going to go back to our room. So I think that that is usually that's where I usually try to put multiple families is at one of the Port Orleans resorts. This is good, Ashley. <laughs> That's what I do. What other things are there? What, and we kind of already discussed this, but what do you think is the best pool? Oh, Yacht Beach Club, Stormalong Bay, hands down. Okay. All right, good. What's the best place for a staycation? Like you're not going to do any of the parks. You just want to stay on Disney property and enjoy the Disney magic. 110% Yacht and Beach Club. And here's why. First of all, the pool itself can keep you occupied for an entire day, whether it's like you're just out there lounging and reading or you're going to do the lazy river or whatever it might be. The accessibility to the entertainment on the boardwalk uh, is plenty of entertainment in the evenings. You have tons of restaurants to choose from right in that like window. Um, and then, you know, you're in a place that it's it's an upscale resort so if you're going to spend time if you're the if you're traveling there and you're not going to go to the parks that means you're going to spend more time at your resort so 
I think you should be at a resort where you have a lot of amenities available to you um, at the, you know, touch your fingertips or at least close by that can allow you to really relax while you're at the resort. So hands down, no questions asked, Yacht and Beach Club. 100%. Ashley, you're like giving away all of your <laughs> secrets, all of your travel consultants' secrets. They're not really secrets. I mean, here's the thing. Like a lot of this stuff can change. You know, Disney is building in the next couple of months. They're going to open up Disney's Riviera Resort. Um, we've got two more new resorts coming in the next couple of years. So a lot of this stuff can change. And as these resorts update themselves and go through some of these different things that stuff happens i mean coronado you know five years ago nobody wanted to stay at coronado it just wasn't a hotel anybody wanted to stay at now it is hopping because of that the new tower grand casino tower with the lounge and the restaurant and you know all of the additions yeah. that they've made so it only takes a short amount of time for a resort to kind of go through a transformation that suddenly makes it popular and more interesting to people and i think that that is one of the things i love the most about being a travel agent is that like i geek out over all that stuff i love to research that stuff and i love when a family comes to me with a challenge and they're like there's 10 of us and three of us hate you know disney movies and but like i love when people give me some obscure <laughs> like like what do we how do we fix this and i'm like oh here's your solution and here's why um, and I do that with all my clients, you know, they tell, I ask them a lot of questions, but it's because I want to make sure that they feel like the resort that they pick makes the most sense for them. And it's also why when we talked about in the last episode that, you know, I don't encourage crowdsourcing your vacation because everybody travels differently. Sure. And, you know, 15 years ago, I would have just stayed in the all-star movies because why would anybody stay at the Grand Floridian and spend the money? And now I'm like, Grand Floridian, if I have the money, that's where we are staying. <laughs> Amen. Someday. Yeah. Someday I'll be back. Someday. <laughs> well, I think we've covered everything. If you have more questions for Ashley about your perfect Disney vacation and planning your perfect Disney trip, for sure reach out to her. You can find us at MainStreetInspirations.com and contact us through there. Or you can reach out to us individually. I mean, I'll just give you my opinion. I don't have <laughs> you the have, knowledge Your opinion's that valid. You've stayed at plenty of these resorts. Oh, thanks. Well, I appreciate that. Like your opinion is that you should not have a uh, romantic trip at, at the All Stars. All -Star. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what was I thinking? That was the, <laughs> it was not appropriate. <laughs> if I had known you then, Ashley, you would have told me that at the time. I feel like we did know each other then. I feel like I was singing outside of your room. It was definitely you. It was definitely me. My room. <laughs> me singing. I could have danced all night from My Fair Lady and yeah, that was me. Anyway, well look, you can reach out to me. <laughs> Find me on Instagram. I'm at actor Jessica Gardner. And I'm at happy go Ashley. We are Jessica and Ashley, the theme parkettes. If you see us standing outside the Grand Floridian, looking longingly at the hotel, wishing we had stayed there this trip, please come up to us, give us a hug, and say hi. <laughs> Remember, you can sit with us. Thanks, everybody. Okay, I just looked up a photo of the clown pool and like, I will <laughs> never go there. Like that is horrifying. It is not oh for gosh. you.
It is not for me. Like, it's what if that you. was right outside my hotel room? Right. That that's is what I mean. It's like orange hair. That is horrifying, Ashley. What were they thinking? Like, that's not a clown that's in any Disney anything. Like, what was the thinking behind that well, clown? it's because it's, you know, Atlantic City in like the early. It's going to give me nightmares. <laughs> it's going to give me nightmares. When there should be there should be a haunted maze at Halloween Horror Nights. That's just <laughs> <laughs> the pool slide and the boardwalk in clown. <laughs> They could totally make that into like a water haunted. That and turkey lurky. Don't even talk to me about turkey lurky. What have I said about turkey lurky? 